Good morning, all listeners. It's Sunday, February 19th, 2023. It is 7.55 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 219 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday, fun day. Sunday, fun day. Saturday was fantastic, everybody. Welcome to episode 219. We have a loaded, stacked card for you guys today. The NBA All-Star Game is happening tonight. Prior to us diving into the All-Star Game, we will give you guys the uh, the NBA, how the season is shook up so far. A preview of the All-Stars. We'll also talk a little bit about All-Star Saturday night. but uh, and, and also... We got a six-pack of picks in college hoops on this wonderful Sunday. I want to start by uh, congratulating my partner for carrying the load yesterday. Boogie, my partner, 7-1 with a best bet winner in Michigan to tap it all off. Seton Hall, Rutgers, Miami, Kansas, Alabama, and Michigan. And don't forget about that Gonzaga Pepperdine over. One loser was Syracuse. Boogie, fantastic job, my friend. Uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, deep diving yesterday. We cap, we cap hard. We cap for winners. We find it. I mean, with just all these different games out there, I try to slow down a little bit, make sure that we uh, we don't just pick every game. This is true. Like my uh, sick partner over here. Oh, I'm a sick partner. <laughs> but nonetheless, I uh, had a great day yesterday. Capped it off with uh, shout out to Park MGM and Extra Sorry. as we uh, we went to the Jonas Brothers last night. Had a great time, and uh, we are ready to roll for a Sunday fun day. Jonas Brothers, baby, I'm a sucker for winners. Hell yeah, I'm a sucker. Boogie picking 88 percent against the spread. Seven out of eight games won. I was 500. A little mediocre day, but from a betting standpoint, it worked out well. 69 percent as a team. Boogie, that marks us right around that 60 to 70% area for about the last 20 pods. So we are rocking and rolling. It's college basketball. You already know we're going to have more winners than losers, and that's what we do. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful day to be alive. It's a beautiful morning out here in Las Vegas. I have been up since 5 o'clock in the morning capping these games today. We have a laundry list a college basketball. We have an NBA All Star game. We got to talk a little All Star Saturday night. Mac McClung stole the show Woo! with that dunk contest. But first and foremost, before we dive into the college picks, let's take a look at yesterday's action. And I tell you what, the big time teams at home showed up in a big way, and it all began with Alabama, who was announced the number one overall seed in March Madness in the uh, preview mock bracket from the committee yesterday. And they followed that up with a 108-59 to victory against Georgia. Absolute massacre down in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, I mean, this scoring team is just unbelievable how uh, they just keep reloading. And this is like a football team playing the way that they are uh, yeah. for this basketball squad right now. I mean, Georgia, nothing to, to talk about, you know, as far as writing home to mom and, and looking at how this uh, this Georgia team is and the football gridiron. But Alabama took care of business yesterday, laying the wood, 18 and a half, 19 points. Was, it was over before it even began. I mean, yep. this team just rolled all day for the next two hours, 108 to 59 over, over Georgia. And uh, what can you say? I think their scoring attack is back. 
Dude, I'll tell you what, Alabama is rolling, roll tide on the basketball hardwood. We'll be number one again going into this next week, which is looking great, man. We're looking last couple of weeks of the regular season here. Alabama looking to solidify a one seed and maybe the top overall seed in the tournament. Alabama, great win yesterday. Another team that had a dominating performance was UCLA Bruins. A 78-50, uh, 78-43 victory over lowly California, who's 3-24 and on the season. UCLA, man, creeping their way up the ladder here. They're right on the fringe of a one seed right now, uh, a two seed at this point. Um, but they could creep their way up there. Yeah, I mean, UCLA's got the great defense. They got an offense. Um, they're going to slow you down a little bit. Uh, they got some work to do, obviously, in the in their uh, Pac-12 tournament. With got to figure out if Arizona where they can be uh, in that in that field. But uh, UCLA looking like a great uh, team for yep. at least an Elite Eight this year, yeah. and uh, definitely a Final Four opportunity there. Yeah. You know, obviously, we know one and dones anything can happen. Yeah. But this UCLA team's got that experience uh, in the backcourt, and I look forward to seeing them go deep. Dude, those are two of the best teams in the country. Could you imagine an Alabama-UCLA Final Four matchup? You have the high-powered offense of Alabama with the experience and great defense of UCLA. I mean, that would be an amazing matchup. I don't even know who I would pick to win that matchup. No, be I so mean, it, it definitely is going to come down to, you know, who can force the other onto turnovers. I think, obviously, that the, the less mistakes, obviously, the winner will go ahead and, and yeah. uh, take out that team. Alabama, though, I mean, if they're hitting their threes, they're just going to be unstoppable. UCLA, though, defense, you know what we defense say about defense. Abs- absolutely. UCLA. So that's where we're at with that, those two teams. Yeah. Um, great win, great comeback by Kansas. Oh, my gosh. Taking care of Baylor. Uh, Baylor was up uh, big time at the half, and then Kansas just exploded in the second half to be able to win 87-71 after being down 13 yep. in the first half, 45 uh-huh. To 432. Yep. Uh, great job by them. 55 points in the second half. Kansas made a statement outscoring Baylor by 29 in the second half, uh, erasing a 13 point deficit to win the game by 16, which was amazing to see. Lane, six and a half. Yeah, Kansas was another team uh, that's right there for maybe a, a one seed. I mean, you, you, you look at Purdue, Purdue's kind of dropped a couple in a row, so they're, they're falling down a little bit. You got UCLA and Kansas right there on the cusp. And you also have Arizona, obviously, a two-seed, who they won yesterday by 10. And you got a, a, a Texas team that keeps winning. One of my picks, it was a very good one. Oklahoma damn near beat Texas yesterday. But survive in advance. The committee does not care how much you win by a two-point win. Texas escapes with a victory against their rival. And Texas is, is kind of right on that two-and-one line as well. They, they are. They're right there. I mean, you really can't blame Texas. I mean, yes, they were at home. Uh, we thought maybe that they could uh, explode against this Oklahoma team. This Oklahoma team also blew out, uh, you know, one of their Alabama. rivals as well in Alabama. So yeah. go figure. Um, but Oklahoma, Texas, yeah, great, great game to watch. And yeah. obviously, Texas pulls out the win there. Yeah, Bama, UCLA, and Kansas very dominant yesterday. Texas and this next team, Virginia, really squeaked out wins. Virginia got a last second shot. And then uh, Notre Dame actually had a three at the buzzer that rimmed out. So Notre Dame almost went down to Charlottesville and beat Virginia. But Virginia's really cementing themselves as in the top of the ACC. Also going to be battling for a one seed as well. Arizona by 10 like we talked about. And don't look now, but my Kentucky Wildcats, Go Cats, go! Kentucky, man. Sweep of Tennessee. Road win at Mississippi State earlier this week. 
They're going to get in, it looks like, and um, I know that uh, I wouldn't want to play them. I'll say that. No, that was a big win for Kentucky. I'll tell you what, because that's that's now a sweep. That's two wins over Tennessee. Um, I mean, and, and of course, Tennessee has been kind of faltering They've lost as four of late. five, yeah. Yeah, so what happened with them, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a long season, so we'll see what happens with them uh, as we come closer to, to March. Yep. And uh, obviously... Uh, it, it could be anybody's anybody's game right now in that uh, SEC. It's going to be a big time. I think it's still Alabama's, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tennessee, Kentucky, yeah. going to be a battle. Going to be a battle in that SEC tournament. That that win for uh, for UK should propel them into the safe zone. They were um, part of the last four in. Um, they were actually out of sixty eight. They were the sixty fourth team in this thing. So when you take a look at the bubble. You have Kentucky jumping in now. You have West Virginia who lost at home to Texas Tech yesterday. West Virginia probably drops into the last four in or maybe even the first four out with that home loss. Memphis has a big game today, which we'll talk about later. They play Houston, so they have the opportunity to do some damage. Boise State hosts uh, Boise State hosts UNLV tonight. Nevada lost yesterday at Utah State. So Nevada, another team that's going to drop in. That whole combination, especially with Wisconsin losing to Rutgers and Clemson, Clemson losing at Louisville. That's a bad loss. Yeah, you know, then you have, obviously, USC won yesterday. Oregon has a big opportunity to jump back in with a win at Washington State today. A lot of moving parts. But bottom line is, Kentucky got the W, and the two of the other four teams lost. North Carolina's playing NC State today. So, a lot of moving parts, but... All of those losses, Kentucky should be able to jump into the field here, and and we'll see where they end up. I mean, if they end up at that 8-9 level like we talked about yesterday, man, that's going to be a tough uh, matchup for whatever one seed has to play them. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky, of course, playing themselves back into the tournament here. Um, I think, honestly, Wisconsin and Clemson got some work to do. Uh, Clemson has not been playing well as of late, yeah. but uh, you got a big game with Kentucky at Florida. Um, then they got to play at home against Auburn still. Yep. They should be able to take care of business at home against uh, Vanderbilt, and then they finish off uh, on the road against Arkansas. So yeah. they got a, they got a couple of good uh, good games going up where they should be able to take care of business. And uh, of course, then you got the the uh, SEC conference tournament. So. Uh, Kentucky's on its uh, on its way to yeah. looking like they're going to secure themselves a, a play uh, yep. for that big big field. Yesterday, Boogie, and before we we're about to dive into the college games for this morning, but if you look at all the scores yesterday, you know what I'm noticing here is big all, favorites, cover. dude. It was Kentucky was like the lone upset of the of the a top 25 team. The rest of the teams in the top 25, they all won, mm-hmm. all of them. I yes. Mean, Kansas State was 12, a ranked-on-ranked matchup with Iowa State. They get the win. They get back on track. Gonzaga wins, Indiana, Miami, Xavier, St. Mary's, Creighton, UConn, TCU, and Providence. All those teams won. The only team to lose yesterday that was ranked in the top 25 was Tennessee. The cream rises to the top. Yeah, end of the year here. I mean, we are three weeks from Selection Sunday and eight days from conference tournaments. This will be the last week of the regular season for the small schools. Then next week, you're going to have the small school conference tournaments and the last week of the regular season for the big schools. Week after that, you got the rest of the conference tournaments. And then three weeks from today, 
I can't wait for our Selection Sunday special. There's five conference championship games and then Selection Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It's music to my ears, my it's friend. It's going to be awesome. Best time of the year for sure. We want to dive in here. We do have six college basketball plays to go over before we transition into the NBA ranks. Uh, the All-Star game is tonight, and we will definitely touch on that and uh, talk about the NBA season thus far because, you know, when it's college basketball and NFL and college football, NBA kind of gets lost in the shuffle, but this is a good stopping point to kind of revisit the NBA a little bit and uh, preview maybe the second half of the season. Sure. You got um, – we have an early game here at 9 a.m. It starts in about an hour, and it's Cincinnati at UCF. Big game out of the American. When you take a look at the American Conference standings, Cincinnati's eight and six in conference, and UCF is six and seven. Right now, Cincinnati occupying a four, uh, the four seed right now in the American. UCF occupying the seven. So, obviously, Cincinnati. To you know, you finish in the top four, you get an opportunity at that at that buy double buy scenario, which you're looking good at. Um, and then all you got to do is win a game, and you're in the semis. So. Cincinnati, a big game today. They're tied with Temple, who also has a big game today against lowly Tulsa. But this Cincinnati-UCF game has got to be pretty exciting, man. I mean, you look at this matchup. These teams just played on the fourth, and Cincinnati had a nine-point home win against UCF. Now we turn around today, and UCF is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bearcats for the season sweep uh, today, like you said. 73-64 as Cincinnati won back on February 4th. Uh, that Cincinnati defense is really good uh, by those Bearcats. And, of course, we always say defense travels. Yes, um, I'm taking Cincinnati today as Boogie's first play of the day. Um I'm not giving this play out, but if you guys are looking at a total uh, over 5-0, the last five UCF home games. Interesting. 4-0 over in Cincinnati's last four road games. The over is also 5-0 the last five games versus a team with a road winning percentage less than 400 for UCF. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati, though, is 10-1 against the spread after a straight-up loss. Like I said, defense is going to step up. I like Cincinnati plus three and a half points. That's money, baby. I, I, that's great, great breakdown. Cincinnati, one of the best teams in the conference against the spread, 17-9 and nine against the spread this year, and they're coming off that 75-71 loss at ECU. And you just said it, 10-1 and one against the spread after a loss. So great trends, great way to visit that game and attack it. UCF just lost by one at Memphis. This game should be pretty tight, and um, grabbing the points here is not a bad play at all. Um, you have a 10 o'clock CBS game too, and I have a 10 o'clock ESPN spot. So just for the sake of bouncing back and forth, my first play I'll give out right now before we circle back here, and it's a 10 o'clock spot ESPN, and it's a big-time game for North Carolina. North Carolina comes in at 16-10 and 10 and 8-7 and 7 on the season. Last four in in Joe Lenardi's bracket. This is a game they got to get. If they can get this win... They'll do exactly what Kentucky did yesterday, propel themselves into the tournament. They got an uphill battle, though. This this team of North Carolina State, if you guys haven't seen them play, they are loaded. Um, guard talent, Terquavius Smith is fantastic. He's an NBA player. They got DJ Burns, their big man's a transfer from Winthrop. And they got just great guards. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. NC State being at home, it's kind of a revenge spot for them because they did lose at Chapel Hill earlier in the season. But NC State being at home, man, right now sitting in uh, fifth in the ACC, I think the opportunity is there for NC State. I think it's too much pressure. I still think North Carolina obviously is going to have opportunities to get some quality wins and get into this tournament. I don't think today's a make or break. 
it would really kind of cement their spot if they win, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah, and I will tell you this also, uh, uh, just to tag on that, I, I'm not touching this game. This is a stay off for me. Yeah. Uh, but did back on January 21st, uh, Tar Heels did win 80 to 69. But again, Armando caught that game. I mean, the big man had 23 and 18. But the free throws at Chapel Hill, I mean, just was the difference. 39 free throw attempts for North Carolina, yeah. 12 for NC State. Wow. Now they're playing at NC State, and you know home cooking refs. Yep. I don't gonna, see that going to happen right there. So they're gonna um, some balls. I, I, I will stay off that game, and, but NC State, I think, does need this game, I think, a little bit more to cement yeah. themselves. Yep. First time they're in the top 25 two, uh, for the year yeah. as North Carolina uh, does look for uh, a struggle on the road. So I could see that as well. I mean, North Carolina's lost four or five. I, I've been really tracking this team all season long, and I've been really good betting with them and betting against them. I did have them against Clemson um, uh, last Saturday, about eight days ago. Uh, kind of spot on with that analysis. They did get their biggest win and their best performance of the year against Clemson. But then they came back on Monday and they lost to Miami at home. Who's great. Not a bad loss. Not a bad loss. Miami can ball. We watched them yesterday win in cover against Wake Forest. NC State, they're coming off a 75-72 defeat at the Carrier Dome against Syracuse, who looked absolutely dog shit yesterday against Duke. Very impressive win by Duke, by the way. Was, I, I they needed to, it. I wanted to shout out Duke. They finally went on the road and dominated a quality opponent. Syracuse, eh, but they did just beat NC State. NC State's going to rebound today. Money line is minus $1.35. So go grab NC State to beat North Carolina this morning in Raleigh. 10 o'clock on CBS, man. It's every Sunday morning for the rest of the year we're going to have a 10 o'clock CBS game, and it's usually going to be Big Ten. And we have a big-time matchup here between Purdue and Ohio State. Ohio State has lost seven consecutive games. What's weird about Ohio State is they're so talented, yet – they are second to last in the Big Ten right now. They have the talent, I feel like, to where maybe they can make a run in the Big Ten tournament because of how talented their roster is. Bryce Sensible, Zed Key, Isaiah Likely, Sean McNeil. They got ballers, but they don't have that team camaraderie. They just keep losing and losing and losing. They've lost seven straight. Big opportunity here for a bounce-back spot for Purdue, who's lost their last two games at Northwestern and at Maryland. They return to the friendly confines of Mackey Arena. That place gets crazy. Mm -hmm. They are so good at home. And I'll tell you what, man. I think you're spot on with your breakdown of this game. This is a perfect bounce back spot for one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I mean, big man Zach Eady, uh, I think, is going to have a huge game today. Uh, The last five games, Purdue is 4-1 at home against the spread. Uh, home cooking, I think, is exactly what Purdue needs right now as they've lost three of their last four games. All three are on the road, though, um, and I think Ohio State just stinks. They stink. They stink. Uh, three of their last four games, they haven't even scored 64 points. Uh, 63 points or less have been for the last three of their four games. Purdue laying 12 here. I'm taking a stab. I think Purdue can go ahead and open things up in the second half and uh, bounce back with a big win over this Ohio State team that, for whatever reason, only 3-12 and 12 in the Big Ten can't get it done. What are we laying with Purdue, 12? 12 points, my friend. Purdue minus 12, a big win for Purdue. Ohio State, I mean... It's so, like I said, man, they're, they're so talented. And I could literally, I'm not even kidding you, 
I could see this team finishing second to last in the Big Big Ten and making a run in the Big Ten tournament. I really could see that happening. They're very good. They just need to learn how to play together. Chris Holtman has this team. They got the individuals. Now they just have to groom into a team. So we'll see if Ohio State, obviously, they're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament to get into March Madness. So we'll see, monitor them going forward. But seven straight losses is, is very... And watch out for some of these other players, too, that, uh, you know, if you can't get it done, maybe, maybe some of them are unhappy just playing at Ohio State. Maybe they go into that transfer portal. Yeah. So huh. easy to do right now. I mean, a lot of that team is transfers. Right. And, and in this day and age, you go somewhere, you have a bad year, you're not getting the playing time, you just dip right out and play exactly. the next year. So nice play there, Boogie, uh, leading off with Cincinnati and following that up with Purdue. I'm going a little off-grid for my second pick. And I'm going down to this Bradley and Southern Illinois matchup on ESPN2 at 11 o'clock. Um, big time matchup out of the Missouri Valley in this one, Boogs, as Bradley comes in at 20-8. and eight, Southern Illinois comes in at 20-8. and eight. Bradley's 13-4 and four in conference. Southern Illinois 12-5. and five. This is a matchup of the two and the four. So this got a championship slash semifinal vibe to it when Arch Madness begins in St. Louis next week. And these two teams can play with the best of them. Bradley has won seven consecutive games. They're on fire. They actually just beat Southern Illinois at home by 10. Revenge spot for the Salukis, though, and they're getting my magic number. Everyone that ever sees minus 1.5, minus 125, it loses more often than not. Minus one and a half, minus one twenty-five, plus one and a half, plus one hundred five. You always want to take the plus one and a half. And in this scenario, it is the Salukis of Southern Illinois. I think they get their revenge and they bounce back and knock off Bradley today. I'll be safe as I always am, and I will take what the book gives me. I'm going to take Southern Illinois, and I'm going to buy a half a point, and I'm going to take Southern Illinois getting two at home and a potential bounce back upset spot here. So All right. that's where we are going, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, we can go down to your third one, 12 o'clock on ESPN, and I was very, very excited about this game, man. Um, this is the game we've been waiting for for quite some time. We kind of previewed it a couple of weeks ago. And the game I'm talking about is Memphis at Houston. These two teams are really developing a really good rivalry in the American right now. These are the top two teams in the conference, Boogie. Houston's 12-1, Memphis is 10-3. The vibe on this is this could be our conference championship game. We could be seeing this matchup for the AAC championship game on Selection Sunday morning. And we get to see it here today for the first time this year. As Memphis comes in, winners of four or five. Houston's won six in a row. Both of these teams are on fire. The line is 14. Um, we got a two-way play on this. I got the under 141.5. Six of the last seven games between these two foes have went under. Remember, it's a rivalry. It's going to get ugly. I'm going under. Boogie, I've been waiting to see if you're going to get back with Houston or if you're going to back Memphis. What we got, baby? Ah, you know, I mean, I, I look at this game as it's the first matchup of the season. And, uh, you know, we had head scratching as to why this line was so high. And I, I just couldn't understand it. And, uh, you know, the fact is, is that yeah. there's an injury update. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Davis, their number one uh, player for Memphis, uh, got injured with about four minutes, four and a half minutes to go left in uh, their previous game. Yep. Uh, Kendrick Davis is uh, now a game-time decision. 
Uh, so he has got an ankle injury. Uh, so I think that's why the line's inflated uh, a little bit here. And I think that Memphis still, though, will play tough yeah, against Houston. They always do. They always do. Uh, they, they can still play. They get a couple other key guys back for them uh, that are also going to be playing. So I look forward to seeing what Memphis can do on the road against this, obviously, Houston team that has been one of my favorite teams to play the last few years, and rightfully so. They're 24-2 and uh, going into this game. Memphis, though, no slouch. Memphis is 20-6. and uh, But again, Alex Lomax... Malcolm Dandridge available versus Houston. So even if Kendrick Davis does not play, I like my odds here. Plus 14. I think Memphis can keep it close um, and definitely not get blown out by this Houston team that has shown this year that they don't blow people out like they used to. There's no 20, 25-point wins um, as many as they have been over the last few years. And again, you're playing against a Memphis team Led by Penny Hardway's coaching, I think he can get this team ready to go. This is like their preview to March Madness here. Yeah. Give me Memphis plus 14 and a half points. This is the first um, NCAA tournament team that Houston has played since December. That AAC is a little down this year. It's very top-heavy with Houston and Memphis at the top. Pretty much the only two teams out of this conference that are going to get auto bids. Now... I think this is a race to 70. I think that if, if a team can get to 70, that's safe to win the game. I think Houston wins the game but will not cover the spread. I'm looking at like a 70 to 63 type of deal. Free throws in the end gets Houston to 70 points and Memphis scores in the low to mid 60s. For a cover and an under, double play for Boogie and the Baron on this one. Memphis to the under. Man, I got a couple, man. I I, I kind of want to pressure you to find one more game. <laughs> because going into this, I, I, I kind of starred because I have like 22 games and I yeah. want to give out my best ones. All right, all right. All and right. I, found, I found an extra game that I like. Oh. So <laughs> I need you to just throw one out there towards right. the end of this so all that right. we're, we're both going to give seven. Maybe we give a game from the Mac. Okay, that's perfect. Well, if you want to tail me on this, you can. Or if you want to find your own, that's cool. But I'll let you hear my breakdown first because that is exactly where I'm going. I'm going to the Mac. And got to give out one of these games. Oh, I think I found one. Okay, that's perfect. We got to give out one of these games every Sunday, and we found the game. Remember, this conference produced a St. Peter's Cinderella last year. We're wondering if they can do it again. And I'm looking at Ryder at Quinnipiac. That's what I'm looking at. Okay, that's perfect. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. If you take a look at the standings, Ryder is number two in the conference, and Quinnipiac is number four. Quinnipiac is also coming off a big road win at Siena. Yes. Who is a very capable team, number three in this conference. This could be a conference final or a, or a semifinal for sure in this in this deal. And I'll tell you what, man. Really low spread here. Ryder has been hot, but they did just fall at home to Canisius a couple of days ago. And uh, I think Quinnipiac's riding high and Ryder's riding low. So where I'm going with this, a small line, minus two and a half, money line minus 160. Give me Quinnipiac, the Bobcats, to knock off Ryder for my Mac play of the day. Quinnipiac money money line. We really, if you guys are listening to this show, 
We really did not talk about this at all. And I just looked at this sheet and I'm like, that's the game. That's the game I'm going with. Yeah, baby. Quinnipiac, 18 and 9, 9 and 7 in the MAC. Mac. Uh, Ryder already lost to Quinnipiac, 72 63, uh, back on January 6th at Ryder. Uh, now you got Quinnipiac playing at home in a short line. I'm taking Quinnipiac here. I think they can take care of business. Uh, and that's Boogie's Mac play of the day. Yes, sir. We got a. Let's go, Bobcats, baby. We got three more picks for you guys now. I appreciate you tailing me on the Quinnipiac. We didn't even talk about that. That's, we are, that's fire. We're just rolling. We're just rolling. And I got another game that I want to give out real quick. But, well, you know what? Before I do, I'll let you go to your 12 o'clock spot first. 12 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Basketball today on Fox Sports 1 is loaded. Mm. If you guys just want to hang out at home and drink beer all day and bet all these games, that's what, I know that's what I'm going to do. You got a quadruple header on Fox Sports 1. I'm talking noon, 2, 4, and 6. You can watch the first two games, grab you some food, watch the last two games, and then call it a day. We're going Fox Sports 1 here. Big East basketball, Georgetown at Butler. Now, here's the deal. Georgetown absolutely stinks. Stink. They are 6-21. They are 1-15 in conference. This line looks fishy as hell. <laughs> Minus 5 only, which is really weird. But you look at Georgetown, man. Losers of six straight games, and they've been losing by more than five in all the games. 10-point loss to Creighton, 6-point loss to UConn, 12-point loss to Providence, 14-point loss to Marquette, 8-point loss to Seton Hall. Butler's been back and forth. They're coming off a 62-50 loss at Villanova. Great bounce-back spot for the Butler Bulldogs. Then you're going to see both of these teams in the early morning window, the Big East Tournament up at the Garden. You know how that is, that Big East Tournament, baby. You're going to have that noon that noon tip-off game. But neither of these teams are going to get buys. That's for damn sure. Well, they're both going to go bye-bye. These teams might play each other in the first round of the of the Big East Tournament here in a couple weeks. Georgetown's last in the conference. Butler is third to last in the conference. They have DePaul wedged in between. A win here, though, can tie Butler up with St. John's. That's going to be your, uh, your first day matchups, by the way. St. John's, Butler, DePaul, and Georgetown. We're not really sure who's going to play who, but... We could see this matchup again in a couple weeks at the noon tip-off time of the Big East Tournament when nobody's there and everyone's just waking up. Only your hard New Yorkers are there. And this is a game where I think Butler can really take care of business. And Bookie, I'll transition it to you for your official fifth play of episode 219. Yeah, Butler earlier this year won already against Georgetown by 29 points, winning 80-51 to uh, when these two teams played last at Georgetown. Uh, like you had stated, uh, Georgetown just not a very good team. I don't know what's up with Patrick Ewing, but uh, they're garbage, man. Th- this this Georgetown team is just getting really trounced all year, um, and it's becoming a really bad trend for them and their their whole uh, university uh, with this backing of this prideful team from back in the '80s and in her '90s. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a real good Georgetown team since the Allen Iverson days. Nope. I'm talking top ten team. Uh, yep. But Butler, of course, is struggling as well. They come into the Big East uh, game 5-11, and 13-14. But they do have a win earlier in the last uh, two games against Xavier 
Um, and I like Butler here. I think Butler will take care of business. I don't think that it'll be another 30-point win, but I do like Butler to cover here and win at home. Minus five. I think that's a gift. Give me Butler minus five over Georgetown. Butler minus five against Georgetown, and you can see that game at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Fox Sports 1. I'm transitioning to the Big Ten. And I actually, my last two picks are Big Ten, and our last pick of the pod is a Big Ten game. So I will right now talk about Maryland and Nebraska. For those of you that don't watch a lot of college basketball, Nebraska is actually playing their best basketball of the season and of the Fred Hoiberg era. They've won their last two games, man, at Rutgers and home against Whiskey. I'll tell you what, this team can play some ball, especially at home. You know, they're at the lower end of the of the Big Ten, so you'll probably see them early on in the conference tournament. Maryland is up there at the top fighting for a, for a double bye. Um, they're number four in the conference right now in a tie with Iowa, who plays today, who we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, Maryland has been a lot better uh, at home than on the road. Um, you look at their road, their last road game they played was a five-point loss at Michigan State. They did cross Minnesota on the road, but that's not saying much. Minnesota is kind of like the Georgetown Garbage. of the Big Ten. And uh, I like the Cornhuskers today. Home court advantage. We've actually been back in Nebraska a lot, especially at home. I mean, last time we bet them, they, uh, they beat Wisconsin. Um, and then the time before that, they beat Penn State at home as underdogs. I like them in this spot. I like them catching points at home. Give me the Nebraska Cornhuskers plus five. So, on it's funny. These are plus five Nebraska, minus five Butler. There mm. you go. Give you guys a plus five and a minus five. There you go. Last but not least, we have I a... I got two plays, my friend. You got two? I got two more plays. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about... I'll let you intro this one then. All right. Well, this is, this is best bet material for me, by the way. Go ahead and bring us in with this Nebraska... I got Iowa Northwestern as my next play here. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Northwestern, man. What what a team and what a season they're having. 19 and 17. All right. None to write home about on the overall record, but 10 and 5 in in the Big Ten. And they got things started uh, really at an early season. They're playing well, very well, I should say, lately. Um, Battling for conference top two spots right now. Iowa comes in very fast paced. But not good on the road. Northwestern wants to slow things down here. And I like Northwestern. Uh, we are getting one and a half points on the road here. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern's at home. Uh, of course, Northwestern, again, slowing down things. Iowa not good on the road. I'm taking Northwestern. I'll take them plus one and a half. Okay. Me too. Um, I'll tell you this. Northwestern, I've been getting to the window with these guys, man, and just look at their last four games. They won at Wisconsin. They won at Ohio State. They beat Purdue at home. They beat Indiana at home. They're on fire. And I bet them all four of those games. And I'm going to keep getting to the window with Northwestern until they prove me otherwise. One of the hottest teams in the country. Fantastic at home. Go check out Boo Booey with his 17 points and four assists per game. And I think Northwestern can slow down the pace against this Hawkeyes team. And Boogie and I with a... Combo play here, both of us on Northwestern as our sixth play. And you know something? I actually kind of, you know, put you on the spot to take Quinnipiac earlier, and you did. So now we're going to end our college slate of games with a combo pick. Side and total is where we're going to go for our last game. 
Last game of the night is at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports 1, and it is a big-time matchup in the Mountain West. 20-6, 10-3 in conference. Boise State Broncos at home against the UNLV running Rebels. 16-10, 5-9 in conference. Man, ever since this team got into conference play, they have been shit. Mm, they lost good. at home to San Jose State last time out. They lost at San Diego State last Saturday by 11. Boise State's won four of their last five. Their only loss was at San Diego State. The Extra Mile Arena in Boise, Idaho for this one. And I'll tell you what, we got a two-way play, Boogie. Boogie's going to be on the total here. I'm going to lay the points with Boise State. They are number two in the conference for a reason. This team's going to go to March Madness, and they may have an opportunity to make a run. They play good defense. They just play good basketball overall. This team, 61.9 points per game. UNLV is no match for this team, especially on that court. Boise State lay the seven to finish it up for me. Yeah, boy, uh, UNLV is uh, already lost to Boise, eighty-four to sixty-six here in Vegas. Yep. Uh, but what I'm leaning towards here is got to go the over. I'm taking the total here. I'm going over one forty-one and a half. UNLV averages about seventy-five points a game. Again, they lost eighty-four sixty-six to Boise earlier in the season. Uh, both teams, I think, can go ahead and push this total over based off of the averages. Um, and of course, lately Boise State's defense has not played very well as of late. They have uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take a stab here. Give me the total. UNLV Boise State over 141 and a half. Man, this is great. So we have an over 141 and a half with UNLV and Boise. I got an under 141 and a half with Memphis and Houston. This is great. You got a minus five, a plus five. We got a couple plus one and a halves. This is going to be a good day. That's our very seven, good day. That's our seven plays. We got about twenty minutes to talk NBA, so we'll transition into that. But we're going to do things a little differently today. Switch usually, usually we wait till the end of the show to give best bet. But since our college segment is over, I'm going to do best bet right now. Let's do it. And my best bet is Northwestern. Go grab the Northwestern Wildcats today at home against Iowa. They're going to keep this train rolling. My best bet today in college hoops is Northwestern. How about this? Boogie's Blockbuster best bet for today on this Super Sunday is going to be something of a little bit of a different feel for the last few years. I love that. What do you got? Boogie's Blockbuster best bet is going to be those Memphis Tigers today. Yeah, baby. Catch 14 points. I think it was 14, 14 and a half. If you can catch that extra, buy a hook. I don't care. I think yeah. Memphis can keep it under 10. Uh, Memphis plus 14 points okay. for me against Houston. There we go. So Memphis and Houston, you can see that game at, let's see, they play ESPN, at noon. 12 noon Pacific time. Noon on ESPN. Go grab Memphis plus 14 for Boogie's best bet. And then you can transition to 3.30 on Big Ten Network. You'll have about an hour and a half to grab some lunch and buy some more beer. And you can watch Northwestern take care of business against Iowa at 3.30. So those are our two best bets in college. College is going to be fun today, but we also have some NBA to talk about. Before we dive into uh, the season so far, Boogie, how about All-Star Saturday night, man? Woo! The dunk contest is back. You know, you had um, you had the, the Utah team win the skills challenge um, with Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, and uh, Jordan Clarkson, they won the skills challenge as a minus-120 favorite. They knocked off the rookies, and they knocked off the Antetokounmpo brothers. Drew Holiday actually subbed in for Giannis because he's hurt. Uh, his status for the game tonight, unknown. Not sure if he's playing or not. We'll see about that. 
Um, he had a three-point shootout, one by Damian Lillard. He finally got he got one. He's lost two, and he just won. He was also the favorite at 3-1 to one to win that. Um, and then the dunk contest. I mean, Mac McClung. Woo! Did you guys see that last night? Boogie, this kid put on a show. And he literally, the last couple of dunk contests have been absolute garbage, but mm. he brought back the dunk contest. He, he really did. Amazing job by Mac McClung. Great job. By kid got skills. He got hops. Yep. And uh, he now got a slam dunk contest trophy. Yep. Uh, interesting stat about that. Mac McClung becomes the first player in the history of the NBA. He won a dunk contest with only two games played in the NBA. Unbelievable. The last person to do that the who had that record the late but super great kobe bean bryant wow who won the dunk contest in 1997 only playing 37 nba games unbelievable shout out to kobe baby um, shout out to kobe yeah so mac mcclung in his second only played two nba games so far in his career he's in the g league if anybody doesn't know that and he wins the freaking dunk contest. Give this guy a promotion to the Sixers. Yeah. Put him on the floor. Put him in garbage time or something. He can just rise. I mean, that, that 720 at the end had the place going nuts. It was awesome. It was uh, a- he'll probably jump uh, back to the NBA uh, very shortly, especially after getting showcased like that. If he gets If he gets promoted to Philly... Right now, they're making a run right now. It'll definitely at least sell some tickets. Mm-hmm. Get to see him mm-hmm. at the end of uh, end of game slam dunking on some heads, you know? And speaking of that, we want to dive into a little bit of how the season has gone so far. Right now, to nobody's surprise, the Eastern Conference top two teams, the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Both of those teams have went to the finals the last two years. Boston lost in the finals to Golden State. Milwaukee won against Phoenix. Last two, last two NBA Finals uh, participants from the East just so happened to be one and two. Boston comes into the All-Star break with a half-game lead on Milwaukee for the number one spot. Yeah, and it's a great job by Boston after their uh, Ime Aduke yeah. was uh, basically suspended and most likely going to be uh, fired uh, after the season. Uh, due to his uh, shenanigans before the season started. So the Celtics have been running with uh, their uh, interim head coach, who now is now become their full-time head coach. That's my boy, too, Joe Mazzula. Joe Mazzula. Shout out to him. Shout out to Wes V, baby. West Virginia's point guard. When they went to the Final Four and lost to Duke, he was the point guard, and now he's the head coach of the Boston Celtics. And they have the best record in the NBA. It's a great story uh, for the Celtics and for Joey. And, uh, of course, Milwaukee, I mean, what can you say? I mean, when you got Giannis, a status, this kid is playing unbelievable. Yep. He's going to have a great Hall of Fame career. Uh, but this Milwaukee team, again, is uh, is going to be up there. Yep. Uh, Chris Middleton now is, of course, uh, healthy again yep. after uh, he wasn't able to play last year in the playoffs. So, of course, Milwaukee's going to be up there. Boston's up there. Yeah. You know, you got Philly right there. Yeah. But how about those Cleveland Cavaliers, 38-23, yeah. right behind Philadelphia for the four spot. Yeah. And, of course, you got the whole situation where the Brooklyn Nets now no longer have not one, not two, and not three of their big three players gone. None of them. All done. Still the five seed. And still the five seed. So the NBA playoffs are only a couple of months away, and it promises to be exciting. I mean, you have this Boston team. Jason Tatum has elevated his game to superstar level with Jalen Brown and his running mate. You have arguably the best trio of teammates in the NBA with Drew Holiday, 
Chris Middleton and Giannis. The Sixers are finally figuring things out there. Philly is loaded with Maxi, the young gun. James Harden is playing some of the best basketball of his career, and obviously MVP candidate Joel Embiid. Cleveland is a dark horse, in my opinion. Kevin Love just completed a buyout, so he's going to go to another team. But this Cleveland squad, Donovan Mitchell had like 71 in a game this year. Man, they, they had that trade with Utah, sending Colin Sexton there and getting Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Their big man, Mobley, has been good. They're 15 games over 500, and they have just a fantastic home court advantage, 25-6, and six, one of the best records in the NBA at home. Brooklyn's going to be right there. We'll see if they falter off after trading away KD and Kyrie, but they got some good pieces there, man. They, 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 they have a good team. Spencer Dinwiddie has been uh, really stepping up for them since getting traded from Dallas to Brooklyn for Kyrie. For a second time. And they got a ton of draft picks, too. So Brooklyn, probably long-term, going to be up there in the standings. And how about your New York Knicks, man? Knickerbockers 33 and 27. The sixth seed, they're out of the play-in tournament. They're, they're, they're there. They have a half-game lead on the Miami Heat who just went to the finals three years ago in the bubble. So Miami is in the play-in tournament right now. The Atlanta Hawks are going to be in the play-in tournament as of right now, the eighth seed. And they're loaded with Trey Young and and DeJounte Murray, John Collins. I mean, this team can play. The Washington Wizards are right now in the play-in tournament with yep. Kuzma, Bradley Beal playing some good basketball. Tell you what, I, uh, LeBron wishes he had Kuzma now. Dude, 100%. Kuzma's been balling. The Toronto Raptors, another team who were just in the finals four years ago, uh, won it with Kawhi, unloaded him. They still got Van Fleet and Siakam and those guys up there. So they're in it. Um, in striking distance in the East, you have the Bulls with uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. The Pacers led by Tyrese Halliburton, who's first-time All-Star. We'll see him tonight. Shout out to him. Yeah, and Orlando has also been playing some better basketball. They had the number one pick in the draft. They took Paolo Bancaro from Duke, and look at him now. They are only four games back of a playoff spot. The other two teams are the Hornets and the Pistons. Both of them, their season is likely over. Um Playing for the draft lottery. Yeah, I mean, Detroit got looted last draft, so we'll see what happens with them next year. Who's going to get Wemby? Yeah, I mean, that's maybe that. That's Wemby Yamba. Watch out for him next year, man. But yeah, we're looking at the Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets. Obviously, they are going to be one of the top draft yeah. D's this coming draft spring season. I'll tell you what, man. If Wemby goes to the Hornets with LaMelo Ball and Wemby, immediate playoff appearance Absolutely. the following year. Western Conference now, very interesting. Number one spot right now is the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic going for three-peat of MVP awards. He got Jamal Murray back healthy. He got MPJ back healthy. They're finally healthy, and look what they're doing. 41-18, 27-4 at home, the best home record in the NBA. Good job by Denver. Jokic just unbelievable. MVP candidate again this year, and uh, this Memphis team is going to be battling with them as well. Obviously, you got Jaw there, and of course, we have a battle. But Denver looks like they got a nice little cushion uh, for the overall record in the West. Five game lead, right? Five game lead right now. Sacramento, the Clippers, the Suns. Woo! Suns just got loaded with KD joining them. And of course, you got Dallas getting Kyrie Irving. So it's going to be interesting in the West uh, come this next couple of uh, of months. The West has been tight all season, and and it still is. I mean, you got Jaw. And that loaded Grizzlies team at the two-line. And I want to give a quick shout-out to the Sacramento Kings, man. We haven't seen the Kings make the playoffs, it seems like, in forever. I remember those loaded Kings teams that always challenged C. the Webber. Lakers. Yeah, C. Webb and Peja and Mike Bibby and Doug Christie. 
You know, they always had a really, Vladi Divok, they always had a really good team back in the day. Haven't seen the success, but this year right now, the three seed, 32 and 25, led by De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, my Kentucky uh, boys. Go Cats, go. Go Cats, go. They had that big trade for a Sabonis. Mm-hmm. He's been, he was an all-star this year. So the Kings right now in the playoffs, we'll see if they can maintain that uh, momentum into the second half of the season. The Clippers are right there. We always talk about how good uh, their potential is with PG and with Kawhi, and right now it's living up to the hype. Um, you got the Suns there at the five with they just traded for Durant. They're going to have that. They a lot of people are saying big three, but I think it's a big four. You got CP man in the pick and roll with Aiden, and you have Booker and KD on the wing. Their depth kind of took a little bit of a hit here, yeah. but when you got that kind of firepower with those four guys, you're going to be in every game. You a lot play. of minutes in the playoffs. Good luck to whoever has to play them in the postseason. You finally got Lucas some help with Kyrie. We're, I'm interested to see where those dynamics shake out. Those are your top six teams. Then when you look at the other teams in this thing, you got the New Orleans Pelicans, man. And remember what New Orleans did last year? They, oh, as an eight seed, they pushed Phoenix to the brink. And Alvarado off the bench. You got Zion going to get healthy again. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. That team's loaded. Minnesota's got a lot of talent with Anthony Edwards, who's an all-star, and Carl Anthony Towns. Golden State, the defending champions, are ninth right now. No step. But all these teams we're talking about are all separated by three or four games. Yes. Steph comes back healthy. You know they're going to have something to say about this playoff race, too. Big shout-out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shy Gildas Alexander, my boy from Kentucky, first-time All-Star, having the best uh, season of his pro career. They are 10th. And then you got a logjam of three other teams. Utah's only a half game back of the play-in. Portland's only a half game back of the play-in. And then the Lakers are two back. They just made some moves, moving Russell, grabbing D'Lo back. And we're seeing if LeBron and the Lakers can make a push at it. Dame Dollar and Portland can make a push at it. Or this very talented young Utah squad who's got Laurie Markkinen playing the best basketball of his career. He's an all-star starter in, in Colin Sexton. So, so many moving parts. The two lowly teams here are the Spurs and the Rockets. It looks like the Wemby sweepstakes is down to four teams with Charlotte, Detroit, San Antonio, and Houston. Could you imagine Wemby going to the Spurs and playing for Greg Popovich? I mean, that's. I was just thinking that. I mean, we, we don't... We, I read your mind, man. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. I was just thinking. Literally. I mean, the fact is is that this kid's going to blow up uh, the NBA in, in a very short time yeah. uh, in the very near future. But, uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, Coach Pop, obviously, he loves those those foreigners. Yeah. And we got the, the Spurs uh, 14 wins only this year. He's been taking some lumps over the last few years after he lost all those Hall of Famers. They've lost 14 games in a row. I mean, they, yeah, they're just not very. They're trying good. to get Wemby. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you obviously you you don't want to you want to dump without dumping. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that right now. Um, the face of the NBA is the Los Angeles Lakers, and with LeBron, obviously we know his time uh, is is going to be coming over to a close over the next few years. He's looking for at least one more chip, and uh, obviously I think that they're going to push it. Uh, there might have to be some big-time changes. 
I've heard this week also Anthony Davis and him maybe maybe not getting along yeah. internally. A lot of injuries. Um, a lot of injuries. Uh, I know I know he wants Kyrie Irving over there, um, and so we'll see what happens off season if the Lakers can make a push this year. Um, but uh, it could be a Luca Kyrie long term. I don't know. We I don't think know. it's just a rental. I think it's just a rental this year, and I, I think, think so he goes too. to the Lakers next year. I've been reading a lot into a lot of trade talks that uh, Mark Cuban has been having with the Bus family that involves Kyrie to the Lakers and AD to the Mavs because Luca really needs a big man. You know, they picked up Christian Wood from UNLV, who's okay. But AD could really change Luca's career, and he can execute that pick and roll with AD. That'd be if you, he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, Luca, you got the best ball handling guard in the league paired with AD. We'll see how that transpires. I want to circle back to the Spurs for a second. A good chance that they could get Wemby in this next draft if they get number one overall. You know, the last time they had the number one overall pick was it Tim Duncan? Timmy D, baby, and Pop grabbed Timmy D. He scooped up Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili in the second round a couple of years later. Five championships later, there's your dynasty. Yeah, maybe that's what maybe Coach Pop probably going to be coaching for another handful of years. You're getting old, grab Wemby, turn it around, win a few more chips, and ride off into the sunset as the best coach ever. He's looking to surpass Phil Jackson and 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 championships. Well, Philly's got uh, what eleven? Uh, yeah, they have eleven. He yeah, he had six. Six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers. Yep, so trying to catch him. We'll see if he can. But that is our NBA preview, and we are looking forward to a very good second half of the season. Now we got to give a couple of fun bets out tonight for the All-Star game, baby. They do call it Sunday Fun Day, right? Yes, Team Giannis against Team LeBron. Um, Giannis has been an All-Star captain twice in his career in 2016 and 2017, with both losses against LeBron James. Interesting. Sidebar. LeBron has won the last five All-Star games. They beat Team Steph, they beat Giannis twice, and they beat Durant twice the last two years. LeBron's essentially the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers, and his... uh, I, his ability to identify talent, obviously, is showcasing in this All-Star game. For those of you that are not familiar with the All-Star uh, format, what's going to happen? They changed it up this year. Usually, the teams are drafted a couple of weeks before the All-Star game when the All-Stars are announced. This year, they're making it more of like a pickup basketball game. Mm. The teams are not announced yet. Giannis, and they're, they're going to be standing on the court, and it's going to be like pickup basketball. LeBron's going to pick someone. Giannis is going to pick someone. I would hate to be the last person picked, by the way. <laughs> but LeBron and Giannis, an hour before the game, are going to pick their teams, and then they're going to play. It's really hard to bet on something that you don't really know how it's going to shake out. Because you're sick. I am. And I bet. So I got a story for you guys before we sign off about the All-Star game. I moved to Las Vegas in 2014. It was after the All-Star game. I moved in June. The All-Star game's in February. 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. Seven straight years, I bet the All-Star game over. Seven straight wins. Last year, I had the over. It went under by three points. That's it. That was the first under in the All-Star game since I've moved here. With that being said... You back on that train? I'm back on the train. It's 325. Team LeBron's minus three. And we don't even know who the team is. It's crazy. But you know what? Here's what I'm, where I'm putting my money. I'm putting my money that 
Team LeBron. LeBron's going to draft a good team, and they're going to win six straight All-Star games, and it's going to go over. So I have a two-way play for the All-Star game tonight. Team LeBron to win in over 325. LeBron James actually knows how to pick winners. Uh, congratulations and shout-out to him as he became the all-time scoring champ. And he's got the most points in NBA history. Yep. Uh, he's looking for one more chip, I think, yep. to uh, ride off in the sunset. As it's well documented, he wants to play at least one year with his son, Bronny James. And uh, Bronny I, James. I think that the way that this all-star game is shaping out, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and ride with you here. Yeah, baby. I'm going to go with the Team LeBron. Money line. Money line. Minus 145. Minus 145. Yep. We've got a Giannis Antetokounmpo that they're not sure if he's even going to play as he did get injured the other day. Yep. Uh, and so I'm going to take that and run to the window. And the over. So so my best bet in this All-Star game is going to be the over. Do you want to make your best bet in the All-Star game, Team LeBron? Um, I will go Team LeBron, yeah. Let's go, baby. I, I think he can get it done again. I think he's a winner. Yep. And I think that he will win tonight. That's an eight-pack of picks for all you degenerates out there. Team LeBron, Moneyline, and the over. Boogie and the Barons, all-star game locks for tonight. Best bets were Memphis for Boogie, Northwestern for myself. We both are on Team LeBron and the over. Boogie's on Cincinnati, Purdue, Quinnipiac, Butler, Northwestern, and the UNLV over. I'm on NC State, Southern Illinois, the Memphis, Houston, under Quinnipiac, Nebraska. Quinnipiac, 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 Nebraska, Boise State. Eight picks apiece. Best bets are Memphis, Northwestern, Team LeBron, and the over. Y'all have a fabulous day watching college basketball and then watch the big boys put on a show. A lot of points. LeBron wins six in a row. Go get Memphis, go get Northwestern, and go get Team LeBron and the over. Then go get your money. And then go get your money. Y'all have a fabulous Sunday. We'll see you guys for a big episode 220 next Saturday. And you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Bear enough. Boogie out.